0: So Ben and I are going to share with you um, how there is room for you uh, in this Christmas. Um, Maybe in ways you haven't thought about before, but we want to unpack the Christmas story kind of through the lenses of how that innkeeper was experiencing the very first Christmas night, of how it's not always uh, easy to make room for God in our lives. Uh, sometimes we feel like there's not room for us in different areas of our life for all that God wants to do. And we just want to spend a few minutes today and unpack that and make sure we can start out next year, 2015, maybe in a slightly better place than we are currently living
1: and definitely end up 2014 with kind of a positive move forward. Greg, you know, historically when people talk about the innkeeper, that little video that you saw on the front end, I, I think he gets a bit of a bad rap. Yeah. You know the idea there 's no room at the end, make room make um, but but the truth of the matter is is while there was no room, this guy found a way to squeeze in room for he probably had no idea what who would be the messiah i mean this right. was this was the savior that was going to come, so this innkeeper makes room. And in the making of room, incredible things happen. The savior of the world is born and he gets to be a part of that story. And every time the story is told from Luke chapter two, he's kind of brought up. In fact, let's go there. If you brought your Bible with you, you can turn there. You can go there on your phone. A lot of folks in our church use their phone or iPad. And if you don't have either one of those, you can look up at the screens here and follow along. Luke chapter two, verses four through seven. Here's what our Bible says. So Joseph also went up from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea, to Bethlehem, the town of David, because he belonged to the house and the line of David. And he went there to register with Mary, who was pledged to be married to him and was expecting a child. While they were there, the time came for the baby to be born. She gave birth to her firstborn, a son. She wrapped him in cloth and placed him in a manger because there, were no, there was no guest room available for them. There was no room at the inn. And then I want to just conclude with a verse, verse 19 that says this, in light of all that was going on in her life, but Mary treasured up all these things and pondered them in her heart.
0: Yeah. One of the things we want you to think about as you wrap up 2014, even though we're all busy, just like the innkeeper was, and if there's a busy time of the year, it really is the Christmas season. There's a lot going on. It's funny because a lot of us get some time off of work. We get time out of school with our kids, and yet it seems busier than ever. Yeah we want to let you know that there really is time for you to think about important things. And more than that, this is kind of the right time to think about important things.
1: Greg, it really is. I mean, 2014 is coming to a close. Like Greg said, we get to hang out with family. Some of us will get a little time off. And it's a great time, if you haven't made time recently, to think about important things. There really is room for you to think about important things as this year winds up. So here's, here's my question to you. What kinds of important things do you need to be talking about to yourself? What do you need to be thinking about? I mean, where are you relationally? How's your marriage? How are things with your kids? Where are you at work? Any educational goals, training? I mean, it's a really great time to carve out an hour Take a little time in the car, turn off the radio, a little bit of morning time, maybe before everybody gets up and think about where you are at the end of this year. Make a little room there, Make, carve out a little bit of space. What I have found is that when you carve out a little bit of space to do some thinking about important things, incredible stuff can happen in that space that you create. And I wanna challenge you. I wanna challenge you to be honest with yourself about where you really are. The way we say it around here is get real with yourself. Just get real about where you really are. Greg, talk a little bit about our value for real.
0: Well, if you've been around or maybe if you've just driven by the building uh, down I-75 or up I-75, you've seen, well, it's kind of a slogan for us. It's kind of a, it's almost a mission statement, but it really is just who we are. The, the whole idea of real love now. Being in a place, especially being in a a church where you can be real, is a big deal to us. It's a big deal to the people that serve here. Um, We never wanted to create the kind of church, um, and all churches aren't like this, so this isn't like us poo-pooing other churches at all. But we didn't want to create that kind of church where you had to wear your Sunday face and get dressed up a certain way or pretend you're something Uh, living a certain way or have certain types of relationships when you went to church. And then Monday through Saturday, your life was what your life is, the life that you're very aware of. We never wanted to have that. We wanted to create a church where you really could come and be real and where people could know the real you so that you didn't have to wear a facade. So real love now is very important to us. And that real piece really is, it might be like the center core of the core of the core for what's important to us. If you've been around church for a while, and I know a lot of you have, sometimes church is experienced this way. When you go to the church, it really feels like you have to believe what they believe in order to, to be part of them, to belong to the group. And then, of course, they start layering on to that how you need to start behaving certain ways. You can do, you have to do certain things, certain ways at certain times and certain fashions, and you can't do other things. And there, there's some good biblical truth in that, and yet it seems sometimes pretty forced. And after you believe, and after you start behaving, and then you can belong, you can be really part of the church, part of what makes it happen. We wanted to turn that upside down at Four right. Corners and make a place where you could belong long before your behaviors change, and maybe long before you even believe the truth of the Bible that God sent his son for you to give you not only hope in this life, but eternal life as well.
1: Greg, what's really interesting to me at the Christmas story is all the challenges that everyone in the story faced. It's like even the shepherds who are having this idyllic pastoral experience, shepherding their sheep, this massive light shows up, and then they're afraid. There are challenges all through the Christmas story. They're living a very real life. So let's just say, perchance, you come here tonight, and you've got some challenges. Everything's not perfect. Well, then you perfectly square with the Christmas story. You perfectly square with Mary and Joseph. Joseph dealing with embarrassment about Mary who's pregnant, it's not his kid. Mary's struggling with like, what's the future going to look like? like? I know the beginning, but what's the rest going to look like? And we wanted to create a place where you could come and just acknowledge that. So you could truly be real. This church, I don't know what your other experience has been. This church is full of very imperfect people, starting with the two people up here, talking to you right now. But we've been able to be real with each other, real with God, and we've experienced real change. Real change. Our slogan again, real love. Now, we've experienced a love of God that said, God would take us before we got our beliefs all correct, before our lives fully cleaned up, he would accept us right where we are. And if Christmas means anything, it's about a God sending a perfect son into a very imperfect world, To really deal with the challenges.
0: Yeah. One of the other things we wanted to chat with you about tonight is, even though this is a place where you can belong just the way you are, the reality is God does have a, I like to say it this way, God has a dream for your life. He really does want you to partner with Him in what He's doing in this world. There's a better way to do life than many of us have done it historically. So this season, there really is room for you to make some needed changes in your life. None of us are perfect, like you said. All of us need to grow. And maybe this is a season where you can begin to think about what changes you might want to make so that you can become more like the men and women God created you to be.
1: You know, Greg, we do want folks to be real. But like you said, there is always room for improvement. I think Greg nailed it. We believe that God has a dream for your life. And we feel like real happiness is found when you get in sync with that. So we're asking you to make room to think about important things, be real with yourself. But we're also asking you to make room to make changes for the new year. I mean, come on, we're gonna close the year down. I know it's just a normal 24-hour cycle, but we're gonna close a year down and we're gonna open a new one. How do you want this new year to be different? How do you want your relationships to be different? What kind of personal changes and growth do you want to experience? How do you want your parenting to change? Some of us got some anger issues. Like, how do you want that to look different in the new year? A little too much arguing at home? How do you want that to change? You and I can make room over the next couple of days and we can launch into 2015 with some real changes. And you may not know this, but there's a God who will love you all the way through that process. His heart for you is to experience the life he has for you. And he's willing to take you where you are But he loves us too much to leave us there. He wants to work with us, work through us and in us, changing us and molding us and shaping us into who he would have us to be. So around here, Greg talked a little bit about the real love now. Let me focus on that love word. One of the most powerful things about being a part of a healthy church is that I have friends in this place that don't expect me to have it all together. They love me, accept me right where I am, And they challenge me, we spur one another on towards the things that we want to do. There are men in this room right now that will talk to me about how things are going in my home with my marriage. And that challenges me to press into what God has for me there. There are men here who will say to me, Ben, all right, I see the outside, but what's going on in here? And these aren't the kind of conversations men typically have, but there's trusting, loving relationships where people will speak into my life I don't know if you have that or not in your life, but you could. This year, you could make some room for some trusting relationships where people will have those important conversations. Now, you'll have to make some space for it because it won't happen naturally. But this coming year can be better than the year you just had if you'll make room for some honest conversations and trusting relationships and talk about the changes you need to make in your life.
0: Yeah. You know, God never meant for us to do life alone. It's why even in the Garden of Eden, one of the beautiful parts of the story is Adam was given Eve so he wouldn't have to do life alone. It's an important value to us at this church. We think it's an important value just in life. When things are going well in your life, sometimes you think it's okay it. to be alone. And maybe you are, maybe you're not, but it's just not on your radar. When things aren't going so well, it's horrible to be alone. And we want this to be a place where, well, like one we've created, where you don't have to do that, where you can be real, but you can partner with other people. And what if in 2015, you had a friend, maybe a close friend, who would talk with you about the important things in your life, who would talk with you about marriage, how theirs is going, how yours is going, how how your parenting is going, (laughs) how good or bad your kids are and maybe what they've done about it. What if you could do life together with someone in a real way? We think that would be spectacular. We think it'd be better and we think it's God's way.
1: Emmanuel, that's one of the Christmas words. It means God with us. The whole point of Jesus coming was so that he could be with us. God values this idea of community. So we've talked about making space to make some important decisions to think about important things. We've talked about making room to make some changes in the new year. I want to talk to you as well though about making some space to make a difference in our world. Yeah. Making a difference in our world is part of the joy of being in a relationship with God. It's not just about you. You literally can be used by God to make a difference in other people's lives. I told you earlier that right outside this room there's a hundred or so very busy adults who have incredibly uh, enjoyable lives, but they've carved out room to invest in our kids, and our middle schoolers, and they are literally making a difference. They're investing a few minutes of their week into other people's lives, and they're seeing dramatic change. And two really cool things happen. The kids that they're investing in experience positive things, but the people doing the investing, they get to experience incredible change in their lives, and they literally serve others If Christmas is about anything, it's about a God who came to serve, not be served. And it's a great time of year to think about that change that we get to be a part of.
0: Yeah, and the the real love now thing that we've talked about a couple of times, the now piece for us is serving now, to do something now, knowing that we all come with different skills, gifts, passions, different amounts of capacity and margin in our own lives. The reality is we can all do something, and we can all do something now, to make a difference in this world. And we really want to be the kind of church that activates people into ministry long before they know they're doing ministry because we believe to the core of our being that you're not here by accident, that God really did think about your birth before you were born, and he wired you a certain way to like certain things and not like other things, to, to have energy around doing things a certain way and not doing them another way. You're uniquely wired to bring a unique gift to God's kingdom. And we want you to use that. We'd love it if you use it in our church, it'd be great. We want you to use it somewhere. It's a big deal to us.
1: Greg, this idea of serving now is such a big deal that in some ways this whole service is designed around that. This church, the folks who call it home, if you're our guest today, you may not know this, but we we designed this whole experience with you in mind so that you could think about important things. Think about where you wanna be the next year. And so you could think about the difference God wants to use you to make in the world as well. There's a spot for you here at this church. And if not this church, there are other, in Cincinnati, we're blessed with great churches all over. There are other churches that you can go be a part of and partner together with them, your uniqueness connected to their uniqueness. And then God using that to literally change people's lives. The the biblical language for that is as God gets glory, God gets elevated by that, and we get blessed by that, and people get changed by that. It's a pretty remarkable cycle.
0: Yeah, it's almost like that the Christmas story when it happened in history was the turning point for all the activity that God had planned for this world. And from that point on, he really did have a dream for you to be part of it. You really can make a difference. And in fact, if you're not, you're missing it. You're not only missing God's call in your life. You're missing the kind of joyful, fulfilling life that he really wants you to have.
1: So Greg, we've talked about making room for important things, making room for changes in the new year, making room to make a difference in our world. But I wanna go right for your heart for just a minute, lay the cards on the table. I wanna talk to you about making room for a relationship with God. I mean, it's a church, you'd expect me to say this, right? But this is the heartbeat of this place. We think that a relationship with God is the secret sauce of life. The God didn't just wire you for joy through serving, but he literally wired you to have a relationship with him. And he started the whole thing. That's what Christmas is all about. I'm asking you to consider where your relationship with God is. In fact, in just a few minutes, we're going to take a spiritual survey together with that connect card that you filled out earlier in the service. And I'm going to ask everybody to participate. You don't have to turn it in. It can be private, but I'm going to ask for everybody to participate with this because This idea of a relationship with God is not only central to the Christian message, it's not only core to what we do here, but it's literally core to your enjoyment for the rest of your life here and now and in eternity. Let's just be perfectly clear what God did through Jesus at Christmas. He didn't send us a doctor because we were physically sick and he didn't send us a teacher because we simply needed some education and he didn't send us a community activator because we needed to just do a little bit of service to one another. The verses we read said that God sent us a savior because we needed saving, that we are sinners condemned by our own action, which puts distance between us and God. But God sent Jesus, whose very name means he saves. That's what Jesus means, he saves And he saves us from the consequences of our own sins. He saves us from ourselves and he redeems us. He rescues us for a life of meaning and purpose. It would be incredibly short-sighted to go through the Christmas season without taking a little bit of time to make room to think about where you are in your relationship with God.
0: Yeah, to go through Christmas and not think about that, like you said, really is missing the whole point. That is the point of the gift of Christmas. It is the point. Of the gift of the Savior, without needing that, there really wasn't a reason for him to come. It's not like he just wanted to make a spectacle, put it in a book that's really old, and we all read about it one day a year and kind of get excited about it with our kids, and then we open gifts. That wasn't the point of Christmas. The point was that we needed a Savior, and he wants us to do something about it. The beautiful part of the story, one of the many beautiful parts of the story is he wants a relationship with you. It's not something he, he needs you to do, but he wants it. He wants one with you. And this is the time of the year to think about where you're at with that. And we want you to really consider if you're far away from that, maybe tonight even might be the night to do something about that. Or if not, maybe tonight's the night to just at least start thinking about where
1: you're at with that. Right. And so, you know, you don't make this decision for us. We get no brownie points with God if you take seriously a relationship with God. But it is for you. It literally is making room to think about important things and how you want the year to change and the difference that God's gonna use you to make in the world. And it really all begins with a relationship with Jesus. We want you to encounter on a spiritual level, the real love of God right now. We don't want anybody to leave without knowing what it is to be forgiven by a God who loves you completely, who loved you so much he sent his only son. And you know, we closed our Bible verses this evening, with Luke chapter 2, verse 19, which says that Mary pondered all the stuff she experienced in her heart. Like somewhere inside of her, she made room to think about the significance of what was going on. Now, so have you done that? Have you made room to think about the significance on a spiritual level of what's going on in this Christmas season? Have you thought about it? Not just like for other people, but for you. For unto us has been born a savior. When the angel showed up to the shepherds, the angel said to the group of them, the savior has been born unto you. When I was a child, Greg, our father would regularly read the Christmas story. And I remember one time we were reading the story and he came to that point and he said that, the angel said to the shepherd, unto you has been born a savior. And he kind of did the around the room thing with me and you and our sisters. And so he he looked at my older sister and he said, Kim, unto you has been born a savior. And then at home, um, my dad is Benny. And so they call me Wayne. Please don't do that, right? (laughs) But you can call me Pastor Ben or Ben, All right? But uh, Wayne, unto you has been born a savior. And my sister, Glenna, unto you, Glenna, has been born a savior. And then to Greg, Greg to you has been born a savior. Is it clear to you that the savior was born for you? Like right where you are, without cleaning up, just being really you. Because if not, now's the time to really consider that. And the, the way we're gonna do that together just as a tool to kind of move forward yeah. is we're gonna ask you right now to pull out this connect card. And together, we're gonna take a spiritual survey a spiritual survey. And again, you can participate now and if you don't wanna turn your card in later, that's fine. So this is like private, just you, nobody else, all right? We're not, you know, there's no like foolery going on here. We're not gonna like dupe you with anything. We're we're gonna walk through on the front of that card right under your E where you could write your email, A, B, C, D, and E. And I'm gonna ask you to check A, B, C, or D and then maybe also consider checking E. So let me explain What this, we're just gonna kind of take the temperature of where you are spiritually. So as I read these statements, if you can identify with one of them, check that box. If you wanna hear them all, we'll go through it twice so you can kind of understand them. But here's what A is, and they'll be easy to remember because the key word corresponds with the letter. So A, here's what A represents. I'm already a follower of Jesus. It's like if you already have experienced the gift of Christmas in your own life, where you've said to Jesus, I want you to be my savior. I need a savior in my life. If that's you, check the box, all right? Now, How about next step B? Here's what next step B says. I'm becoming tonight a follower of Jesus for the very first time. So like as we were talking, if you felt your heart stirred and, and you realize in a moment of realness for you that you're not there, but you wanna be, You can tonight literally check the box. And in a few moments, we're gonna pray and you can use your own words. You can borrow mine where you say to God, by faith, I'm gonna trust Jesus to be my savior. The savior that was born for the world in general, I'm gonna claim as my personal savior. And if you wanna make that decision, I ask you to just check next step B there. here's next step C, because we really value you being able to be honest with where you are. Next step C C says, I am considering, C, considering becoming a follower of Jesus. But Ben, the truth is I'm just not there yet. And that's okay. Why don't you make some room to think about that? It's a very important decision. And just to show you how seriously we are when we say you can be a part of this place without believing what we believe or behaving as we behave, here's what next, next step D says. I don't think I'm ever gonna commit to following Jesus. So if that's you, just check that box for you. This is just you. So again, next step A, I'm already a follower of Jesus. B, I'm tonight becoming a follower of Jesus. I'm gonna commit my life to him. C is I'm considering doing that. I'm just not there yet. And D is I don't think I will ever do that. So no matter what you checked with A, B, C, or D, maybe everybody, if you want to in the room, could check E as well, no matter what else you checked. Here's what E says. I'll try to make every week of the January two fifth 2015 Check Yourself Message Series. Greg, tell folks a little bit about what this is.
0: Yeah, we're going to try to start the new year off um, with more evaluation of where we're at in different areas of life so that 2015 can be a spectacular year for all of us. So we'll look at important relationships, marriage and parenting, and it's going to be a good way to make sure that by the end of January 2015, the next 11 months are kind of on track with the plan. We're going to set some goals together, measure ourselves against them, and we think it's going to be the right way to kick off a new year.
1: And so Greg, if somebody's sitting here and saying, I just don't buy it, why should they check the next step, step E anyway?
0: We want you to have a plan. I mean, one of the things we talked about when we started this message was this is the season to think about the important things. And if you don't know what else to do, if A through D, if you're not even ready for that, come and hear more. Every week we're going to be looking at the Bible, unpacking it and what it means for our lives. And uh, put yourself in a place where God can talk with you and see what he says.
1: So here's what we'd like you to do if you're willing. At the end of our service, offering buckets are going to come around. And people who call Four Corners home, they're going to be putting their Connect cards in there with their spiritual survey. We just want to kind of see where we are, see who showed up tonight. We won't harass you at all. You'll get an email and that's it from us. We just want to tell you about what a relationship with God is like and give you some opportunity to make some room in 2015 for what we've prepared for you so you can think through important things. Think about changes you want to make. Make some room to make a difference and maybe think about a relationship with God. So you can put this card away now and at the end of the service it goes right in the offering bucket. But if for some reason you don't want to, hey, just fold it up, put it in your pocket. But we'd love for you to drop this in the offering bucket at the end of the service. What I'd like to do right now is pray and especially pray for those that are. Checking next step B. I just want to lead you in a prayer where you can accept Jesus as your Savior all the way. Or if you're at C and you're considering, I'm going to ask you to really like, take it seriously here for the next few minutes. And even if you're at D or A, like you're, you're done. You've already made up your mind one way or the other. Why don't we just all kind of bow together and make this a moment where people can reflect on where they really are. God, I want to thank you that we're in a place where we can be real. For all the chaos that is contained in the Christmas story, that gets kind of glossed over by expensive decorations and plastic nativity sets. All that realness that was going on then that mirrors the realness that's going on in our lives right now, we can just acknowledge it. Life's not always perfect. We don't always have it together. I wanna to thank you, God, that you showed up at a time just like that right now, Lord, I wanna pray with those that are saying, Jesus, be my savior. I acknowledge I'm a sinner. I want you to take and cover my sins. I put my trust in you. Lead my life, be my Lord. Lord, I pray also for those that are considering, they're just not ready. God, thank you for their honesty. God, I pray that over the next few days, they would make room to think about this important thing. God, I pray that you would continue to make this church a place where real love now happens, where we experience a real God, where we genuinely try to love each other and where together we serve this community. Thank you for what you've done in Jesus. We pray it in your name. Amen and amen.